When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Cordell, so we've talked about the Ravens offense versus the Giants defense. So let's switch the switch it around a little bit. We know that Daniel Jones um, has not received a fifth-year option. It got declined. However, he's played pretty well, you know, in, in, in essence since then. Obviously, Saquon Barkley is the man who runs the show in, in uh, the Meadowlands. And um, a lot of what Daniel Jones' success comes from is the fact that Saquon is healthy and being, being able to run the ball well because it allows them to open up and have play action and, and move the ball or Daniel Jones to use his own legs because he can he's, you know, very athletic in that regard as well. So, you know, here we are, like, uh, you know, they've had injuries um, from the skill player position. I, I really can't tell you who is catching the ball there at this point. Um, but, you know, listen, they have found a way to make it work. And that has been very impressive to me, considering every obstacle that they've had thus far. And the fact that Daniel Jones just really didn't live up to his uh, early first round potential um, until now, even if that's what you say. Uh, The Ravens defense, we talked about this, um, you know, they've improved the last couple of weeks against better opponents and better offenses, as far as I'm concerned. But none of those. Look, I think Joe Mixon is phenomenal. He's not Saquon Barkley and the Bills don't have a run game at all. So there's that. This is a different era uh, in terms of what they're going to be dealing with because Saquon Barkley, to many people, could be considered a generational player. I do feel like that this team is one-dimensional in that regard, and if potentially you could find a way to to take Saquon, not out, because I don't think that that's necessarily possible, but slow him down a little bit, then you can kind of get some things going. Although, again, Daniel Jones liked to use his own legs to move the chains at times. So uh, if you're the Ravens defense, who, by the way, we already mentioned earlier this week, their pass, excuse me, their rush defense is um, in the top half at number 12. Um, is, 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 is that going to be your focal point or is it that you're going to, I, I feel like that that's got to be it. You've got to shut him down in order yeah. to feel like you win this game. Yeah, I think that we're going to see the Ravens pretty much load the box. Uh, like you mentioned, that their wide receiver position is riddled with injuries. Yeah, very thin. Lack of talent right now is not much there. Uh, but they've got guys that are making plays. Darius Slayton made a couple of plays this past Sunday. Um, you, you just you just never know. Richie James, it, de- it depends on if he can even play. These, they just have so many injuries. You just never know who's going to suit up for the Giants each week. Uh, but – I do think that this is a situation where they're going to load the box. They're going to look to play a lot of man outside uh, because they don't have any guys on the perimeter that necessarily scare you the way Saquon does. Right. You have to pay a total attention to Saquon. And, hey, if they beat you over the top with somebody else, so be it. Um, it's not often. I, I, I think I trust this Ravens secondary. Even with the loss of Marcus Williams, I trust them to kind of hold their own against these, these Giants receivers uh, right now. It's, I just, 
I trust Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and Chuck Clark and even Geno Stone. Do you trust Kyle Hamilton to, to, to be able to, because, you know, tackling was an issue yeah. for him in the preseason, but I do feel like he's gotten better in that regard in the season. He's gotten better. Um, I would kind of use Kyle Hamilton the way that I said that I thought that they should have used him in that Bills game, put him in the box yeah. a lot. They'll probably yep. have Chuck play in the box a lot, but I just don't know how comfortable they'll be with having just Geno Stone and Kyle Hamilton as the two deep guys and moving Chuck up uh, into the box. Ideally, yeah. that's what you would want to do because that would play to each of those guys' strengths, having Chuck closer to the line to be that physical guy to take on the running backs and having Kyle Hamilton in the back to use his range and his speed and his playmaking ability. But can you trust Kyle Hamilton to be the man on the back end of your defense right now? I, I, I don't know that you can. Um, so in that regard, I would you, you're kind of forced to flip the script a little bit and, and go vice versa with Chuck and, uh, and Kyle and put Kyle in the box and allow him to use his physical nature to be there to guard a Saquon out of the backfield possibly, or because I'm not, I don't feel comfortable about having Patrick Queen guard Saquon or anything like that. It's got to be either a corner or a safety on him and, and pass coverage. Um, also, I, I think it's important for this defense to stay uh, disciplined and to be persistent. Yep. Saquon is a, is a sneaky guy. He'll lure you to sleep with a bunch of no gains, two-yard gains, four-yard gains, and you think you got him bottled up and he's not doing anything, and then boom, 75-yard touchdown run right, right up the gut. Like, they have to stay disciplined and understand that this is a guy that can break the big play at any point in the game. Just because you bottled him up for three quarters doesn't mean that he won't pop a big one in the fourth quarter. They have to keep at it all game. And I think that'll be tough. That'll yeah. be tough to see if they can play 60 minutes of football against this team. It's easy to get up for the Bengals and play 60 minutes of football against those guys, especially with what you saw them do to you twice last year. And I know the Giants are four and one, but nobody respects the Giants. Let's just keep it real. Nobody <laughs> respects them as a four and one team. So you have to be careful. We saw it in that Dolphins game. I think they started buying into a lot of the hype that people were saying outside of the building about, oh, Tua can't throw, Tua can't do this. And then sure enough, you get to the game and he's bombing it over your head. Yeah. They have to be careful to not listen to the talking heads that tell them that the Giants aren't worth a damn because yeah. you have to respect your opponent. And the minute you let your guard down, Things like what happened in the second half of that Dolphins game end up happening. I completely so, agree. I, yeah. I, I agree with that. And my thing is, is that you know you really have to my you really have to find a way to be consistent. And, and you're right. No one really okay. They're four and one. Great, right? But you're you know when you start looking at like their opponents and stuff. Okay, yes, I know that they beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But right now the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers aren't playing good football. They weren't playing good football going into that game against the Giants because he doesn't have anybody to throw to. I don't know who the hell he's throwing to at this point. Um, so there's that. And then you know you just kind of look at the other games that they played and it's like okay, I understand. 
from a talent perspective, I do think that the Ravens are good, talented. And I agree with you. They don't play 60 minutes of football. That's been the problem for them thus far. The good thing, though, is that it does appear that the communication um, on the defense has gotten better and them understanding the scheme has gotten better and that, you know, they've been coming up in a, in a trending up um, for a type of situation. What the Ravens really have to do is respect Saquon and I'm not saying not respect Daniel Jones because, I, again, I think that Daniel don't Daniel Jones <laughs> Daniel Jones. I think that Daniel Jones is a very good athlete. Do I think that he's a phenomenal quarterback? No, but it doesn't mean that I, the things that people said about Lamar is what I feel about Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. I think that Daniel Jones can make plays, particularly with his legs. I think that Daniel Jones has certain types of flashes in him, and that that is why they have found a way to win for football games. But I think that you have to m make him uncomfortable. You have to find a way to, to make Daniel Jones uncomfortable because if you do that and you put the pressure on him and not allow Saquon to go off, that can completely change the narrative on how this football game is played. So if the Ravens can find a way to get more consistent pass rush, like, you know, Hey, look, we've seen JPP get more involved. You know, hopefully Away can get some um, pressures himself. You know, also the linebackers, obviously, you really need the linebackers to step up in this game. Um, even Not even just in run, you know, run uh, defense type situations, but even like in pass rushing situations, everybody has to know their assignment. And if you can find a way to take Saquon out of this and make them have to beat you another way, I think that your chances of winning is is great. Uh, the Ravens just have to stick to that plan. <laughs> you can't right. get away from it, and you can't get comfortable even if you're up three, four scores because you've seen what happened before. Do I think that the Giants are as talented as a Miami or as Buffalo? No, right. not by any means. However... You've been there before, and you almost did it again last Sunday against the Bengals. You can't afford to keep losing leads and getting comfortable in football games unless the clock says zero, zero, zero. And once the Ravens finally get that logic on both sides of the ball, but particularly on defense, they'll be scary. And you look at this Giants team. We talked about their win over the Packers. They were down 17-3 in the second half. In that they were. Game. You know, so this is a team that has pulled – fourth quarter comebacks right. uh, themselves. And Danny, Daniel Jones, I think, since he's entered the league, is one of the, the league leaders in fourth quarter comebacks at the quarterback position. And one of the things that worries me right now with Daniel Jones is historically he's been a guy that's going to turn the ball over. He's yes. not really turning the ball over right now. Uh, he's got two interceptions on the year, yeah, uh, but – that's not a lot as we enter, what, week six right now. That's not, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have more than two picks so far. Uh, he's also, he doesn't have a fumble this year. The fumble is usually what That was gets his problem. Yeah. That's usually what gets him. And it seems like that's kind of gone away, at least so far. Uh, the Ravens have been one of the league leaders in forcing turnovers. So, you know, we'll see what kind of happens with that going into this season. I mean, into this game, but. Yeah, I, I think discipline, staying disciplined and staying sound in your assignments is going to be key going against this team. They can lure you to sleep when they're having these empty drives, when they're just punting the ball and not doing much. And I, I just I just fear that they could get back and fall into their old habits of kind of letting their guard down and allowing the Giants to make plays that they probably shouldn't make. What irks me the most when I watch teams that play the Giants is, 
they act like they have never seen the Giants call a read option. They get <laughs> killed by Daniel Jones and his legs. And it's almost like he catches them by surprise. And I think I don't do know why. Job. This is who he is. He's always I, been I, that way. His, his, you talk about somebody who's best. His best asset are his legs. It's not yep. his arm. Yep. It's not his accuracy or anything. Yep. Like, I think Daniel Jones' best asset is his legs. He's the second leading rusher on this football team right yep. now. He's got two rushing touchdowns on the season. He averages almost 50 yards rushing a game for the Giants. So, you know, that's definitely going to have to be something that they pay attention to. Guys like Owe are going to have to make sure that they're selling the edge and not getting sucked inside and allowing this guy to run sky-free for 30 yards before he trips over his own feet. It can't happen, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think that's going to be key to make sure that they don't give up the plays that they should not give up because this Giants team, I, I keep saying it on both sides of the, uh, of the ball, they're fighters. They find ways to not only hang around in these games, but they find ways to win. And whether we respect them as a four and one team or not, the they're record, four and one. They, they, they are what they rec what their record says. Yeah, and uh, I think it speaks volumes. If nothing else, instead of looking at them like a a team that's not a real four and one team because they don't have the talent that some of the other teams around the league have, I look at it as that makes them more dangerous that they are four and one and that they have probably bottom half talent in the league, but they found ways to win four out of their first five games. That signals good coaching. That signals disciplined players. And that's, that, that, that signals a team that's going to give you 60 minutes of hell. I couldn't have said it better. 